This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I was thinking back about all the news about this uh, debt crisis. And it's funny that, you know, they say debt crisis and everybody's, oh, there's a crisis. There really wasn't any crisis at all from where I was standing. The crisis was that they extended the damn thing. You're going to keep printing money as if, oh, crisis averted. Crisis averted? You're going to spend a few more trillion dollars. But anyway, it got me to thinking about the whole very predictable path about this story. We'll see what the the finality is of this, this debt crisis, climate crisis, Ukraine crisis, mental health crisis. So many crisis, crisis, crisis. I wonder everybody's on edge. But anyway... I didn't see it as a crisis at all. I think the real crisis is that it's, it's allowed to go on, allowed to continue. Anyway, uh, I wanted to just talk about the economy a little bit. I have to believe that it's something that's in, in most people's minds. I don't know if it's a huge deal. There's been all this scare stuff out there. The dollar's crashing. The economy's crashing. That the yen is going to become the new global currency, whatever that's supposed to mean to us. Nobody's even really discussing that. I guess you're not allowed to be a threat to our democracy. I don't know. There's another thing they say, threat to our democracy. What democracy? This is a republic. They're changing it. They just keep repeating it. Debt crisis. Yeah, it's a debt crisis. Continuing to borrow is the crisis, not the fact that it was about to stop. That wasn't the crisis. Anyway, the economy. I know for me and and most of the people around me, it's pretty much the main thing that we talk about. I just got my first uh, uh, new oil bill since my contract renewed. Luckily, it's been uh, super warm here. You know, they want to squeeze everybody off of oil. I don't have natural gas service here. I could get propane. Jeez, I got to do that. I I have a little game plan on that to, to deal with it that I was thinking about anyway for a number of different reasons. But... I kind of like to make these decisions based on my own, you know, free market decision. And it got me to thinking, you know, even for those of you, get get rid of those dirty fossil fuels. Well, what about those of us that need heat? It's not my problem. I guess it's not. (laughs) I guess it's not. You live in, in New York and it's a totally solar powered, right? You're living in a net zero. I don't think so. I don't think so. But somehow we're going to, we make it tough on ourselves. Manufactured crisis, manufactured problems, and we continue to buy this garbage. What did I saw? I saw a meme. It said, the enemy doesn't arrive by boat, it arrives by limousine. Isn't that really the truth? These snake oil salesmen, these politicians, how much more can we afford to pay? We got back a, a nice tax refund this year. I know, people say, oh, it's not good to let them hold your money. I used to play that game. I don't do it anymore. I'd honestly just be happy to get the check back at the end of the year. I'm at a different point in my life. I don't want to be dealing with that stuff. Got Hold a couple of bucks. I'll give. I'll forego the interest on it. Well, I don't know. We'll see how high the rates go. I might change my mind about that. But for now, 
So anyway, I, I, I asked my wife, I said, did, did we get the money? <laughs> she said, why are you so concerned about that money? I said, well, I'm just, I don't know if the government has the money. I'm a, little, I'm a little worried here. I guess they did. And that's the other thing. They said, no, no, June 5th, that's the day. But it doesn't work like that. They're constantly have money coming in. And then the other threat that I found fascinating, I wonder how many people believe, 25 million people may have their Social Security benefits stopped. Why would that be? Why would that be if there's no borrowing? Social Security is funded completely separate of federal income tax. Well, well, well. Either some uh, something's being pulled behind the scenes and or the wool's being pulled over our eyes on a multitude of different ways. But people believe these things, and it keeps the pressure on. Anyway, I was thinking about the news cycle of, of the whole thing. And if you recall back, Biden in the White House, we will not come to the table on debt ceiling negotiations. We will not be held hostage. And then they literally sit there and completely lie. And people say, well, Trump lied. Well, I'm just talking about the Biden White House lies right now, okay? And then they're like, you know, we have been working tirelessly with Republicans who have acted in bad faith. <laughs> you know, like, mm. They campaigned on it. They said they were going to do it. They laid out their plans early, tried to get the White House to the table. And it was all, you know, and it's all for nothing anyway. They're not going to make a decision at the last minute. So the last update that I have is then that they... Uh, they've come to a backroom deal, but nobody knows the details. I know the details. They're going to end up spending more. The last detail I heard, they're going to do a two-year debt ceiling increase. <laughs> why are they giving? Why are Republicans giving Biden this gift? I really don't get it. I really don't. And then they're saying it's going to restrict spending levels to one percent. What the new inflated COVID spending levels? COVID ushered in a massive expansion of government. I threw, I saw a few hits thrown uh, towards Trump about this, and I share the same. What's his plan to undo it? We're not going to hear about that. The one thing I would like to hear about it, we'll talk about it, we talk about the election, but the one thing I would like to hear from Trump is what he would do about the economy and the debt. And you're never going to get to any of that. Never going to get to it. Americans pessimistic about the housing market and talk about that. Home Depot projecting a decline in annual sales since for the first time since 2009. Um, Congress and the debt ceiling we talked about. People that are uh, renting their homes from private equity firms are starting to revolt. This is a fascinating story in itself. Wait till we talk about it. Zuckerberg's fortune grew $44 billion this year. What? Republicans uh, criticizing Biden for trying to include tax increases in a debt ceiling deal. Why wouldn't that be part of it? Look, I think that the, the simple negotiate, the simple starting point in the negotiation should be exactly that. How much are we cutting? How much are we willing to raise? Republicans want to say we're not willing to raise at all. Then if I were the Democrat side, I'd say then we're only willing to cut nothing. How's that? If you're not going to raise any, we're not going to cut any. Standoff. I don't know. Maybe that's what they were trying to push initially. I don't think taxes should go up, by the way. I think it should all come from cuts, but that's me. And I don't know if that's politically possible. 
Um, White House considering a massive bailout package for Democrats to help uh, pass a debt ceiling compromise. This is what they do every time they spend even more money. HSBC, big global bank, closing off in some markets to improve profitability. This is what happens in a constricting market. So security payments could provide a way to force compromise on the debt limit. Bunk. DeSantis criticizes Trump for adding $8 trillion in national debt during his time for office. It's a fair criticism. You can't even discuss it with Trump lovers. It makes me crazy. Uh, five areas lawmakers could cut spending to help address the, the debt limit increase, uh, crisis. There hasn't been any real efforts in quite some time to cut the waste out of government. Veterans defrauded by for-profit colleges are fighting to have their benefits restored. In other words, the taxpayer paid for their colleges once. Now they're complaining they want it paid for again. Default on government debt would have far-reaching consequences affecting markets and economies around the world. Give me a break. Um, The debt limit crisis is uh, significantly disrupting other efforts in Congress, which is probably a good thing. So, the housing issue. This is, it doesn't come up in your uh, financial reports. It's not going to come up in a Rafusiman poll. But the fact of the matter is the cost of housing has gone through the roof. To be able to buy a $500,000 house today with 10% down, which means in round numbers, you got to have about $100,000 in cash, $50,000 for the down payment, Twenty or twenty-five for closing costs, moving costs, and maybe you can buy a new couch and a damn refrigerator for a hundred grand to get into a five hundred thousand dollar house. And I'm going to tell you here where we're at. That'll get you a, a a older townhome. You can't even get a new townhome for that anymore. And you have to be making a salary. Now this could be combined. $150,000 a year. So you got to be having two wage earners, maybe making 80 each. And this is assuming that there's there's not much of a lot of other debt, like college loans, for example. Crazy when you think about it. How is this possibly sustainable? Rents for a, for a five, 600 square foot apartment. a month. The cost on that townhome, $500,000, $3,800 a month. How are people expected to be able to, on a living wage, to be able to afford something like that? And we're not in Beverly Hills. It's a nice area. We've got good schools, low crime. But, you know, we're not on Park Avenue here. I don't know. How are people? It's going to take a big, big toll over time. Slowly but surely, it is going to become wildly problematic. Will people move around? Will patterns shift? We'll see. I don't know how people could possibly afford it. People trading up. They have equity. Maybe you'll still have some movement in the market. Nothing is moving right now. It's not a problem right now because people like myself are thinking, 
There's no way in heck. As great as it would be to sell right now, where do I go? What do I buy? I used this example before. There are townhomes uh, about 15 minutes away from here. Not, not even quite as good of an area, I would argue. I think we're in a better location. $700,000 luxury townhome. It is the same floor plan as my first townhome in New Jersey. Cool little three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath house. Ours was on a slab. This luxury townhome comes on a full basement. The one-car garage, even. Ours had a one-car garage, too. We love that little townhouse. I paid 116 for mine back in, I don't know, 97, 98? No, 94, I think. Nowadays, they put a little stainless steel appliance, granite countertop, some nice flooring, and they do. They look nice. They call it luxury. $700,000 on a busy highway with no uh, no privacy. I don't know. How are people supposed to do that? It's it's a serious predicament. Home Depot earnings project first decline since 2009. I find this very interesting with the cost of everything continuing to increase. They say it's mainly supply chain problems. I think it's a problem with the store. I wonder if Lowe's is having the same problem. But I'll tell you, I see massive, massive shifts coming. I do. I I base it just on what I see on Amazon. Certain things now you search, and it's not American companies that are dominating the, the, the list. It's a little freaky. How long before China gets into the home products industry? You're going to see. You're going to see. AOC not happy with Biden's compromise on the debt ceiling. People organizing to fight private equity firms that own their homes. They're tired of the rents going up. There's nobody around. These absentee landlords. This is a a, a model doomed to failure. The pride of ownership, uh, it's difficult to do that with professional management. Sooner or later, they're going to lose control. I don't know. I look at these, I look at a lot of these, these, uh, it's called podium construction. It's uh, concrete, commercial, a lot of times on the first floor, and then you have three, four, five levels of apartments above it. It's like Ukraine, like Eastern Europe, and it looks like a prison to me. I don't know how anybody would want to live like this. I guess if you live out on the on the tundra somewhere, it's a practical way to live. You, you stack the homes, you're not going outside, but I don't know. There's something about a yard and being outside in neighborhoods, and we lost that. You can't afford it anymore. Why is that? Even if you can afford to buy, you can't afford the taxes on the doggone thing. Meanwhile, Zuckerberg's wealth goes up $44 billion. Where is the argument to tax the rich? Well, this is his wealth. It's not cash flow. How do you tax that? Why is it going up? Well, it's going up because all the 401k money gets forced into the into these uh, stock funds. And whether they're making money or not, it's created this, this bizarre world of no-yield investment. It's like the, um, the, the, the condos in China. They have cities in China where nobody lives. It's true, because there's so much investment money that they needed a place to park the money. It's so uh, warped. I'm not going to get too into it. Look it up for yourself. You see what I'm talking about. I think the same is happening in our stock market. These these giant corporations, look at them. They've gotten so goofy. 
They're doing these crazy, goofy things, seemingly uh, destroying themselves. They've just lost all control. It's because of the way the fiat money has just ballooned. Republicans rip Biden for trying to insert taxes in the debt ceiling deal. It's funny to me. It really is. Why would he not? If Republicans are trying to cut programs that have already been approved by Congress under the debt ceiling, why wouldn't Biden come back and try to raise taxes under the same, same, uh, same theory? I mean, I don't agree with it, but I don't say that it's a ridiculous argument. I could understand why I'd bring that to the table. Meanwhile, they'll end up spending more. HSBC pulling out of markets, banking, money supply is tightening. It's going to continue to tighten. It has to. And when it does, there won't be enough cash to make the payments. You'll see foreclosures, boom and bust. It's all part of the fiat cycle. Let me talk about these uh, veterans defrauded by for-profit universities fight to restore benefits. It's really pretty funny that this particular story was referring to DeVry University, which I thought had a pretty good reputation. I don't think DeVry is, is, is I, didn't th- I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but basically the guy saying he couldn't get a job after he got the degree. Well, whose fault is that? And why should the taxpayers have to pay twice? I don't understand this at all with this college crap. Who's to say he's not going to get another degree and still not be able to get a job? How about if you just go work? Everybody doing all these different things to not have to work. How about if we just focus on work? We forget about the college. Not everybody should go to college. I can't get a job. No kidding, because you don't know how to do anything. You don't even know how to pick a college degree, for God's sake. You wonder why you can't get a job, but you want me to pay for it a second time. I don't know. It must be Army. (laughs) Who would suggest such a heinous idea? I don't know. It's interesting times. But uh, I blame all this ridiculousness on the fiat money. They're printing so much money, it has to go somewhere. And as a result, uh, you just end up with these goofy things happening because the artificial money coming in. Case in point, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow, the whole LG nonsense. I don't even want to say it right now. It's because money is being pumped in because they have to have a, they have to create the inflation. It's crazy. It's reaching a, a tipping point to be sure. And the housing market is the first indication that food and energy and, and housing through the roof, not coming up on inflation indexes. Just keep that in mind. The real costs. If this continues, if there's not an adjustment, which is not coming. The inflation is not going down. That's my prediction. House prices will not drop, even as uh, interest rates go up. Doesn't mean that you won't have to sell uh, at a loss, but the market as a whole will not drop. It won't. It can't. There's too much money out there. So inflation will continue. And what that's going to mean in real terms is that your money is going to become worthless. That when you're making $150,000 a year between you and your spouse, that's pretty good money. Well above the national mean average, which is like 70 or something like that. Think about that. That you that the and the average mean home price is like 420. So I'm not that far off with my $500,000 example. And just to, so just to put that in perspective, somebody making the, the mean income level, that's not low. 
That's the average, the mean, the middle. I'm not getting into these definitions right now. You can't afford to live. You got to be like double, double average to be able to afford entry level. In other words, people can't afford homes now. Food, it, it continues to go up and energy going up and up. What is that going to mean to people's lives? Think about it. People aren't going to think, you think people are unhappy now? Think about what it's going to lead to. Why do you think I grow my own food? Why do we think I talk about all the things that I talk about? It's coming slowly but surely. You can see us marching down that path with no signs of reversing course. Put that into perspective. God willing, I'll see you back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day. 